Key Aero, your aviation destination. Historic Aviation. Hello and welcome to the Flypass podcast. Uh, for this episode, Team Flypass, John Suterin and Steve Beebe have joined me to discuss some Christmas viewing ideas. As John put it, like the radio times, only better and more interesting for a Flypast audience. I mean, let's face it, we, we're all kind of bored of watching repeats of Only Fools and Horses at Christmas time, aren't we? And three hour long soap opera specials. So what would we recommend to somebody who's looking to escape sort of the normal sort of Christmas TV fair? Why don't we start with you, Steve? Okay, well, I mean, I'm I'm a bit sceptical, shall we say, of, of these sort of war films and, and war documentaries in recent times because they, they do seem to have been, uh, well, no, I don't want to use the word sanitised exactly, but they seem to have been adapted to what producers think modern audiences expect. So they become more like box ticking exercises. So you've got certain types of characters saying certain types of things that they would never really have said and plot lines that simply didn't happen. This seems to be quite common across drama these days. It's it's not about representing what really happened, about representing what they think what they think a modern audience wants. So um, as a result of that, sadly, chaps, I don't watch that much TV, which is not particularly helpful for this podcast. But I will pick on a few things. You go back to the glory days of cinema, if you like. Obviously, Battle of Britain was a wonderful movie. You can always bring that one out at Christmas. You can't go wrong with the air action in that. In the Memphis Bale, although, of course, that, that plot line wasn't based on, on reality. I'm talking about the, um, the Spielberg film here, not the original. Some great flying in that. But in more recent times, there have been some great sort of documentaries made, one of which was Cold Blue about the, the Mighty Eighth, which I think it was 2018 or 19 this came out. It's now on Netflix. It's about the, the US AAF and it's a combination of restored footage plus uh, interviews with with veterans. It's incredibly moving, and it's also just a brilliant sort of archival flying sequences that really take you back to those dates and the reality of it, both the the peril, the adventure, and of course the crushing loss. So that's a good one. In a similar vein. They Shall Not Grow Old, which is not, a, not an aviation-related thing, but it's Peter Jackson where he um, restored World War I footage mostly into colour. I've always been fascinated by that because I, I, it's hard for me to put myself into the trenches and imagine what that was truly like because of the lack of colour footage. Um, but when you see it in colour, suddenly it becomes real and, and, and horrible and frightening and all, all the rest of that. So I, I vote for that one. If you've not seen that or either of those two, please do. In terms of action films, I mean, Saving Private Ryan was a, was a great film, but it's hard to say I enjoyed it because it was absolutely horrifying. But it was a great film. I watched it twice. I never want to see it again. <laughs> um, likewise, Band of Brothers, which was I think was the loosely related series, which, again, was a very realistic production. Full credit for that. It wasn't box ticking. It was a proper war series. Wouldn't want to see it again for the same reasons. So yeah, either the the ones I like are hard to watch. Some of those were going to be on my list. So the Cold Blue, I saw that quite recently. I think it's on Sky Documentaries at the moment, and it's fifty seven minutes. And I did a little bit of research before we did this, and it was recorded by William Wyler, who also did the Memphis Bell documentary. So shot in nineteen forty three and color, which is just astounding, really. As you say, it kind of puts it into a context, doesn't it? That it makes it more relatable. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but I'm definitely going to with your recommendations. 
And uh, you also said uh, Peter Jackson's They Shall Not Grow Old. I mean, that, that was like a passion project for him, I think, wasn't it? It just started off as one of those things that he got involved with and he just went from there. Yeah, I think he tends to do that now. He's obviously, <laughs> he doesn't need any wages or salary so he can just go off and do the stuff that he loves. And that was, uh, I mean, that was a work of art. One of the things that's on YouTube at the moment that relates back to that was his um, Peter Jackson's Military Treasures. I shared a link with you guys on that. And that's his first old war collection, which is just epic including i don't know how many world war one aircraft he's got now or reproductions but he's essentially used his film crew who were making sets just to, to make aircraft for him now so they've gone from making orc armor and stuff to making actual struts and, and things like that for just really crazy aircraft and is that all in new zealand yeah that's his new zealand collection there's a, a museum in i think wellington that has a lot of it and then he's got his private collection as well Shall I go next? Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to bowl you a googly because this is a, a movie, an 84-minute movie. It's on Amazon. It's called Shadow in the Cloud. And it is, as the critics described, popcorn entertainment. So you kind of have to turn your brain off, certainly the serious aviation enthusiast bit, apart from the fact that they've recreated. So this is all set in a flying fortress and they've recreated the interior of the aeroplane and the fight scenes, and they are actually quite sensational. But there are parts of it which will make you laugh because they are so unfeasible. However, it's just 84 minutes, so I would I would recommend giving up that much time and watching it. So it basically features Chloe Grace Moretz, who's a young actress. She's been in things like Kick-Ass, and she boards this B-17 that's flying in, actually in New Zealand, uh, on a secret mission at the very last second. And uh, I won't give too much away but thereafter it turns into a big adventure which is kind of unbelievable but entertaining so there's a lot of misogyny on board with I think eight man crew or whatever all men obviously and then this uh, woman jumps on board carrying a secret box which they don't reveal what's in it till the end but yeah it's good fun it's there's some great battle scenes in you know in the air and the, the plane looks fantastic in it throughout it's kind of one of those things that Steve said. It's like Hollywood these days. You've got to make World War II aircraft even more interesting by making them perform really crazy stunts. And This is pushing the envelope in so many ways. But yeah, yeah, it is, it, it, get the popcorn out and you, you may enjoy it. And like you say, there's like a sort of an element of box ticking, isn't there? So stuff is just sort of made a little bit more less believable and... Yeah, so they've, I think in movies, they've done everything that's actually possible, physically possible in real life. So now to make it acceptable to the to a new audience and the young audiences, they've got to push everything with CGI. And for the hardcore aviation expert, that will detract from this movie. But I think it's worth a watch. Uh, one of the things that I, I was going to recommend, it kind of ties in with that, is the, the Forgotten Battle, which is on Netflix at the moment. Has anyone seen that? I have seen the trailer for it, which actually looks incredible. It's quite an interesting one because it's it's a battle I'd never heard of. So it's based on the Battle of Scheldt, which is towards the end of the war, and it was trying to open up the shipping route to Antwerp. And it's based on the attack by the Canadian forces, um, the first Canadian army, along with elements of the British and Polish. And obviously they go to Antwerp to open up the harbour and not realising there's a, a whole German battalion dug in waiting for them. And it's one of those films that the, the, the story itself is true, but then there's fictional characters involved so that it interweaves around them. I read somewhere it was the most expensive Dutch film ever made. And you can see it. I think the CGI is really good. The story is good. It's a bit dark and it's a bit grim in places, but it's definitely worth a watch. So that's the problem with war. <laughs> it, it tends to be dark and grim. So I'm not, again, I'm not averse to that. It's just 
it's hard to say, you know, you look at a thing like Saving Private Ryan, it's hard, it's hard to watch, basically. But it doesn't mean you shouldn't watch it. It's hard to describe them as entertainment. That, that's another issue with, with, with war films. If, they, if they're depicting stuff well, it's automatically quite difficult to watch. If they're not depicting things well, it becomes annoying to watch. Yeah, actually, that trailer for the forgot, Forgotten Battle, the, the trailer had the scenes, the early scenes with the horses, and that really took me back to a scene from the Memphis Bell movie, which Steve mentioned earlier, which I saw literally when it came out, what's that, 30 years ago? And one scene stuck with me from that movie, and it's when they're flying along and they're attacked, and then one of the other planes gets taken out, and it, I think it gets its wing shot off, or t- so they're literally plummeting. And all these young guys in this aeroplane can hear them, on their headphones screaming and that i mean literally for 30 years has kind of haunted me because it's so powerful when you think what those boys went through yeah and actually with me go back to what steve um, said what with the cold blue i mean you actually see that footage as it happens and once something like a fortress went into its dive you were gone for weren't you yeah, there's that famous footage, isn't there, of the plane disintegrating and spiraling downwards which we've all seen it doesn't become more or less horrific but, you know, it's important to see that stuff because that was the reality of warfare. That was what those guys faced day in, day out. Will it be my turn? Will it be my mate? This is certainly turning into the alternative Christmas viewing list, isn't it? <laughs> if you really want to traumatise your children, because obviously they're going to be watching Harry Potter for out there to build Christmas, then uh, uh, Tom Felton, who's Draco Malfoy, is one of the uh, glider pilots. So yeah, there's a nice little link. So they'll see him as Draco, then they'll see him as a... A pilot so that's another way to traumatize your kids if they already watched watership down or something like that obviously i'll, I'll start with this one it's not something that's actually been on at the moment but it's quite timely because it will be on on air after this podcast goes out but it's a uh, channel four this sunday's guy martin's lancaster bomber which looks quite interesting i'm a big fan of guys i like all the stuff he does so i think if you like him seeing him sort of crawling around inside of lancaster trying out all the different positions seems like quite an interesting way to spend an hour on a sunday yeah absolutely yeah, his stuff's always quite interesting because he's a, he's an odd character. He's utterly committed to the stuff that he does, isn't he? But uh, he does it in a certain way. He actually, I like the fact that he actually hates being. It's bizarre how he ended up in TV because he actually hates being interviewed. He doesn't like to even do a piece to camera. He wants to be interviewed, doesn't he? And then to sort of be looking at somebody else and having a dialogue. But his stuff's always interesting because I think he is one of those personalities that gets really obsessive about certain subjects. He his enthusiasm drags you in, whether he's talking about. Lancasters or flying Hawker Hurricanes or just going around a racetrack in some ludicrous construction. He's just one of those guys that does, that does drag you in. So, yeah, that could be worth a watch. I know he gets a little bit of flack from his Vulcan and his Spitfire programme because people say, oh, he's just a TV personality. How come he gets to fly all these things and that? But actually, wouldn't you sort of look into it a bit more? There's a, an eight-minute YouTube clip called Guy Martin's Prize Possessions, if you've ever seen that, and that's him talking about one of the things he bought with his own money. And he bought himself a Rolls-Royce Merlin, which he fires up from time to time. And the story of him saying how he knew what it revved to, but he thought he could get a bit more out of it. So he took the governor off the off the throttle and really like revved, well, revved the nuts off it. And he said that it's the most frightened he's ever been, which I find this quite bizarre because it actually took off and went through the wall of, of his office. Well, it, it worked. Smashed the wall down, knocked a staircase down. But, you know, he's got a Rolls-Royce Merlin. Not many people can say they've got a Rolls Royce Merlin. So <laughs> fair play to him. He's definitely someone we should try and talk to for fly past at some point. I reckon he's got some interesting stories. Yeah, absolutely. He's, he's strange but very engaging, isn't he? And there's something very good about him. Strange but engaging. I'd, I'd quite like that on my tombstone. <laughs> cool. Shall I go for, for another heartwarming Christmas special, which is on Netflix? I know. 
let, let's save this one till after Christmas, but it is fantastic. It's um, it's like the modern day version of the World at War series, which I kind of grew up with on Sunday afternoons, sitting in the lounge with the family being shocked by these incredible real scenes from World War Two. This one is it's on Netflix. It's 10 parts, 52 minutes each. It's called Hitler's Circle of Evil. And this is all about how the, the First World War, the uh, Nazi party basically came into being. And it is absolutely fascinating. So it's got all the, the key players and how they were kind of recruited. So Himmler, Hess, Goering, Heydrich, the lot of them. Um, and it's the tale of, I guess, ambition, treachery, loyalty, the lot. And it, But it really does give you fantastic insight into how that whole thing just came from nothing. And actually how, if you think about it, some of those things are reflected today in, in countries around the world. And um, so, yeah, really fascinating viewing kind of hard in places but uh, but well worth a watch after christmas day i would say yeah oh we didn't mention um downfall which is the, the story of hitler's last days because those scenes have been parodied so famously and hilariously on youtube you almost forget what a great film that was and what a great performance that was from the that actor he's, he's died now unfortunately i've forgotten his name but what an incendiary performance that was as, as, as hitler his mind sort of fragmenting and his last days in the, in, in the bunker, which I, I visited the site of where that original bunker was. And it's easy to imagine, you know, as your world's crashing down around you and the, the Russians are knocking on the door, so to speak. That was a great war film, claustrophobic watch, good, good stuff. The amazing thing about Downfall is you kind of find yourself feeling sorry for Hitler. There's troops that have come through for him, it's all going to be okay. You know it's not, but you kind of, yeah, you don't feel sorry for him, but you kind of do. It's a sign of a good actor, though, isn't it? If, if an actor can make you feel sorry for a person that we know was one of the most evil men in, in modern history, then he or she is doing a, a very good job at portraying them. Yeah. I mean, it's when one of his uh, subordinates has to basically poison their own children. I mean, that's pretty hard-hitting stuff, isn't it? And kind of mind-blowing. But yeah, a great movie. Definitely worth a watch. I always wonder when you see these TV schedules, when you're flicking through like your TV on Christmas, like who's watching stuff about Nazis and sharks? Obviously, it's fly past. Quite a few, I would imagine. More than you, more, more than you think. Anything to get away from the the turkey and Mrs. Brown's boys. Yeah, oh God forbid. Yeah. The thing is, that there's always an element of like Christmas. You kind of watch stuff that um, feels comfortable that you may have seen before. So, you know, digging out a classic film, kind of, it makes you takes you back to being a kid, doesn't it? Like watching a Bond film on a bank holiday or watching a classic war film over Christmas. Well, it's meant to be The Great Escape, isn't it? Everyone's supposed to watch The Great Escape on Christmas. I have no idea if anybody actually does that. But <laughs> traditionally, everyone's meant to watch The Queen's Speech and The Great Escape. I would say I've probably watched The Great Escape an awful lot, but probably not at Christmas. It's one of those films you sort of dip in and out of it. You come in and it's still on. And you just wait for Stephen Queen to turn up on a motorbike. In that vein, then, well, I will pick one of my other choices, which would be a, a classic Christmas film, and I'm going to go for Where Eagles Dare, which everyone must have that on DVD, or it'll be on over Christmas. But anyone who's not seen it, Clint Eastwood, Richard Burton, Broadsword Crawling Danny Boy, Machine Guns, Cable Wagons Flying Over, you know, Cliffs, there's fights on cable cars, there's sexy women, there's intrigue, there's plot twists. The only thing that really annoyed me as a kid was the fact there's a helicopter scene, which at the time I never realised, I never thought there was any helicopters in the Second World War, but then having gone away and done a bit of research since joining Flypast, I discovered that there were three that the Germans had. Yeah, interesting. There you go. Where Eagles Dare has uh, inspired some research to find out how true it was, yeah. Although not a, a Korean era sort of bell helicopter, which the Germans turn up in at, at one point, which 
I say it's to this day, it still, still really infuriates me, but it's a great film and I would, I'd recommend it for Christmas. It's that movie at the end where they're flying back. They've just been rescued. I think they may be in a Dakota or something and, and they discover the spy. Is that the one? And he, he leaves the aircraft. Not to want to spoil it for any new viewers. I think too late now. Uh, anyone got any other choices? I've just got, actually, yeah, I've got one more to throw in. So that would be, again, uh, it's called World War Two in Colour. It's on Netflix. It's just they basically they've colorized a lot of black and white footage from World War Two, and the, but it's more that for me the commentary that goes with it, which is just so insightful and fascinating. I learned so much watching it, and I think I'm quite gend up on these things. But just the background stuff that was going on, these incredible facts and stats. It was made in 2019. It's just one season of it, so, so it's called World War Two in Color, and definitely worth a watch. Okay, and I, I think had Tara been here, we probably would have had Top Gun thrown in there and uh, some other random stuff. But like we said, there's, there's plenty for people to do over Christmas. Uh, you don't have to watch EastEnders or any of a soap opera like that if you don't want to. Uh, I'm going to end with a shameless plug for Kiero because there's already a ton of content on the uh, on the website. It was sort of the form you can trawl through, and I believe it's a very busy Christmas period. Bizarrely, I think uh, a lot of people get subscriptions and they, they head online. Lots of old podcasts, uh, we have some excellent new content coming up over Christmas, uh, including an interview with Suggs, the new CEO of the Battle of Britain Memorial Flight. And we've got all manner of stuff going up. So if you are stuck for something to do or you want to do something uh, aviation related, then head over to Tierra. Thank you for joining us. This has been a podcast from Key Aero, your aviation destination. Remember, visit www.key.aero for more of the same. Thanks for stopping by, and we hope to catch up with you again soon.